Wow, we are on episode eight already. The time is flying by. I've had some great conversations. We have some great episodes coming up and I'm seeing good consistent numbers in those that are returning each Thursday to listen. And I appreciate all of you so much for coming back every week. I would love for you to share this with your friends, help us grow the audience. And I have a goal of having just five supporters at that $3 mark, which is going to cover just the basic cost each month of having this platform for hosting the podcast. So you can find that support link at you may start the convo now buzzsprout.com and I appreciate you so much even if you don't have the money right now or the inclination to be a supporter of the show just the fact that you're here listening means a lot to us let's get on with today's episode All right, heads up listeners, this episode talks a little about suicide and goes into a little bit of detail about a death involved in this man's case. If those topics are sensitive for you, now's your chance to turn off the podcast. What do you think about when you hear a man was sentenced to life without parole? Angry, violent murders? Cold-blooded killers? In today's conversation, we learn the spectrum of convictions for life sentences is a very broad one. Today, Norm tells us the story of his suicide attempt gone tragically wrong. Now, he's hoping to go home under the Illinois Geriatric Parole Bill, HB 2045. It hasn't passed yet, but at the end of the episode, I'll tell you who to call in support of this bill. The info I'm sharing now about HB2045 comes from fam.org. That's F as in Frank, A, M as in Mary, M as in Mary.org. And you can read more about it and so many other issues on their website. So according to fam.org, why is this bill needed? People released after age 55 have recidivism rates in the single digits. If you're not familiar with that term, it just means they reoffend, they go back to prison. Yet, Illinois does not have geriatric parole. HB 2045 would alleviate the growth in Illinois' costly aging prison population. Incarcerating large numbers of elderly people is a high-cost, low-value deal for taxpayers. Because of Illinois' lengthy sentences, almost one in four people in state prisons are age 50 or older. Illinois' elderly prison population is the least likely to reoffend, but the most expensive to incarcerate because of the increased medical needs of aging people in prison. Geriatric parole can safely release people who are low risk but high cost. It will increase public safety. Continuing to incarcerate people past the point at which they are a high risk to others wastes taxpayer dollars and prison cells. Releasing those who committed crimes decades ago but pose little risk today allows Illinois to use those resources to solve and prevent crimes happening now instead. Under HB 2045, people who had served at least 25 consecutive years in prison and are age 55 or older are eligible for consideration for geriatric parole. These people will receive a hearing before the Illinois Prisoner Review Board. During the hearing, the PRB will consider the person's rehabilitation efforts and disciplinary record in prison, their housing plans, their criminal history, their risk of reoffending, and victim input if there is any. 
The PRB has sole discretion to grant or deny geriatric parole. It's never guaranteed. If a person is denied geriatric parole, the PRB must explain its reason for the denial in writing. People denied geriatric parole can be reconsidered after waiting three years. Now, HB 2045 is retroactive. In other words, it makes people currently in Illinois state prisons eligible for geriatric parole consideration by the Prisoner Review Board when they are age 55 or older and, again, have served at least 25 consecutive years in prison. Now, today we're going to hear from Norm. He's going to tell some of his story as to what led to his incarceration, and he's going to talk about the importance of what this geriatric parole bill means to him. We're speaking to him on a prison phone, so it might be a little noisy behind him. The quality's not the best. It's all we've got. So adjust your volume if you need to, and let's listen. Any attempt to add a third party to any call from Illinois DOC will result in inmate disciplinary action, and the involved end user's phone number will be globally blocked from future calls from all Illinois DOC facilities. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Here, I mean, I just see going like walking to the health care or going to the child hall. And I just see looking around at some of these old guys that's in here. And, uh, I mean, it's really, really sad, you know, that uh, they keep a lot of these old guys locked up. I mean, and they're, you can look at them and tell that they're just, they're on their, they can hardly walk, hardly move. They just sit around, you know, and like, like being in a nursing home. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, and it's sad that they just, you know, let them in here just to basically die, and uh, uh, they're, they don't—they're not financially equipped to, to, to handle the, the medical need that all these old guys need. I need four surgeries. May I go back to my CAT scan? So I'm at four centimeters. I'm at three and five eight now. So once I hit four, anywhere from four to five, he's going to do my open heart surgery. That's going to cost the state probably, what, 800000 at least, if not more. I need a back surgery. They won't do the back surgery until I get the heart surgery. They won't put me under. The back surgery is probably three, 400000 You know, then I just had a prostate surgery. I need another one, you know. Uh, and then they, then I have to have some kind of a permanent catheter put in me, too. That's after I have this other prostate surgery. You know, so, I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm costing them. I'm going to cost them a lot, probably two million at least. But people, I mean, do they want to keep people like that? And their statistics show that, you know, I mean, a person as they age, they 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 age out of crime. So I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, is it really worth keeping the older guys like that incarcerated? You know, I mean, I'm I'm not happy that I did what I did. Uh, I mean, I wish I would have never done what I did, but I mean, now I, I can't, I mean, it's something that I can't take back, you know, what I mean, you know, but I mean, it was just a night of drinking and, and it just, you know, one thing led to another and, you know, I mean, down depressed and, you know, I was going to, you know, think it was going to try to do a suicide and, and that's what happened and. And that was the outcome of it. I mean, the whole thing was just sad, you know. I mean, everybody has locked up. I mean, a lot of a lot of guys have locked up that did a crime. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, they're, you know, that they, they were remorseful. They're sorry that they did it, that it happened, you know. But, I mean, and a lot of people probably wish they could take it back. But, you know, unfortunately, you can't. But the thing of it is, I mean, it's, it, I mean, but does that warrant them to, 
be locked up for the rest of your life, you know. Uh, maybe in society's eyes, yeah, I don't know, you know. But, uh, you know, but at some point something's got to give because they don't, you know, start letting the older people out. Uh, and they keep bringing in these people. Cook County Jail's full of people waiting to come to DOC with big time, you know, with murders and all that. And they're going to sit here 25, 30 years. If they don't start letting these older people out and they start keep bringing in these big timers, I mean, it's been the worst at the seams. But I did, I did hear uh, Christopher saying that he wants to close seven prisons. Well, I mean, in order to close seven prisons, you're going to have to let a lot of the uh, these old guys that have done 25, 30 years, you got to start letting some of them guys out to make room for these other guys that are coming in with the time that we have. You know, I took a free bargain, and I went into court and just, I, I admitted to doing it, which, I mean, I did it, and I just, you know, because they wanted at the time to give me the death penalty. And, uh, but the judge, the judge said, no, he said, this is, he said, he, this is not a death penalty case. And he said that he's, he said he will not, that's off the table. He said, he's not giving me no death penalty. He said he won't do, you know? So he said, it's not a death penalty case. And it, and I don't think it was either, you know, but I mean, what, what I did, I mean, it was two people died, but the thing of it is, but does that still warrant life? I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, uh, but no, I be I said you no. Know, since I took the plea bargain, I guess I just lost all my options to file anything in court. Once you plead out, you're pretty much done. You attempted suicide by fire. Is that right? Yeah. And so you survived the fire. Did you? Yeah. At what point did you know that these people had died? After. Well, the fireman busted through my window and uh, oh, carried, you know, carried me out on the ladder through the window. And uh, then uh, I was just sitting across the street. And then uh, uh, when I had put the fire out, I went to a friend's house and spent the night. And then I went back the next day and, and uh, so I was going to, you know, what just what was left, I was going to grab what was left of the stuff that didn't burn up in the in a, in a fire, and then uh, uh, there was detectives out there and everything, and then they said that, uh, uh, you know, that there was two people that had died. One guy jumped out of the window and hit his head on a, on a car in the parking lot and then died from that. And then the other guy died of smoke inhalation. I mean, there's a day that don't go by that I don't think about it, you know. But, uh, I mean, but that's probably anybody that's committed a, 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 a crime or maybe a violent crime. I mean, it's probably something that you would take to your grave. I mean, it's, it's something that you'll probably never forget about. I mean, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not a violent, I'm not the, I'm not the, I'm not your violent type of guy. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I just, I just, I'm not. I mean, I don't go around robbing people, shooting people. I mean, I had, I had a good job. I had a good union job, you know, and, and. In 2001, I was making $30 an hour as a union painter and commercial wallpaper hanger. Had an excellent job. I worked downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. Had a good job. I mean, I was just depressed and, yeah, I was just going through a lot of, just a lot of stuff and I was just really, really depressed and, and, you know, you know, I was just having some issues, you know, family issues. And, uh, and, you know, that was, Went out and got drunk and 
left the bar, and that's what I did. Uh, unfortunately, you know, two people died. So, but, I mean, you know, it's just sad. It's, you know, you know, you know, and that's like when I was sentenced, you know, the, the, the mom and dad are the one guy that they, 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 they were in court here. My sister and brother-in-law was in court, but the mom looked at me and she said to me, what? she said, well, how, how, she said, well, why, why'd you kill my son? And I didn't say nothing. I never forget it. I just looked at her and I just, I couldn't say nothing, you know? And then after they sentenced me, that was it. But I just, I never said nothing. You know, no matter if I would have said anything to her, it wasn't going to be the right thing, you know. So I figured just keep my mouth shut, uh, you know, because, I mean, you know, it's not going to bring her son back, you know. But at the same time, I mean, no matter what I could have said to her, you know, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have done no good at that point, you know. So I figured I'd just not say nothing, and, and, and I got sentenced, and that was it. You know, because I mean, I you know what I did wasn't right, you know, and I and I own it, but I mean, just because they warned me to spend the rest of my life in jail, you know, you know, but uh, I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, if it's meant to be, it'll be. But in the meantime, they're just going to spend out a lot of money on medical bills. Now, before we wrap up Norm's story, I'm going to go over with you how to contact your representatives if you want to support this bill and ask them to push it through. So at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you six names and phone numbers, but you can find it yourself by searching Illinois HB 2045 on Google and clicking that Illinois General Assembly link. That's going to bring up the bill sponsors. You can click their names directly. It'll bring you to their addresses, their phone numbers, their email addresses. Um, As always, thank you so much for being here and listening. If you like the show, please hit follow. Consider being a supporter. And if you're still listening, here are those six names and phone numbers you can contact about this bill. Number one, we have Representative Justin Slaughter. He's a Democrat from the 27th District. His Springfield phone number is 217-782-0010. Representative Ann Stava-Murray, she's a Democrat in the 81st District. Her Springfield number is 217-782-6578. Representative Will Davis, he's a Democrat in the 30th District. Springfield office number is 217-782-8197. Representative Will Guzardi, a Democrat in the 39th District. His phone number in Springfield is 217-558-1032. Representative Kevin John Olicle, he's a Democrat in the 16th District. His Springfield number is 217-782-1252. And Representative Cam Buckner, Democrat in the 26th District and the Assistant Majority Leader. His Springfield office number is 217-782-2023. I apologize if I mispronounced any of those names. Some of them I have not heard out loud yet. Um, But please call your reps. Let them know that you are in support of HB 2045. And thanks again for listening.